0: And the question before all of us at every moment is, what will we do to push us in the right direction? Rather than voters being able to pick the politicians, the politicians are trying to cherry pick their voters. Politicians in my home state and all across America in their craven lust for power, have launched a full-fledged assault on voting rights. They are focused on winning at any cost, even the cost of the democracy itself. I submit that it is the job of each citizen to stand up for the voting rights of every citizen.
1: Anyways, okay, hi, this is Beth. And I'm Staney. And you're listening to Mixed Politics. Welcome to episode five. Is it? Staney, what are we drinking?
0: Oh, well, I am drinking. You always ask me, what are we drinking? Like We are drinking the same thing. We don't ever drink the same thing. I'm drinking a vodka mango twist. It literally just has vodka and mango juice with an assortment of other little fruits. Um, And that's just, that's what I'm gonna be doing tonight. What are you drinking?
1: Okay, I am drinking water because I feel like garbage. I got dose one of the Pfizer COVID vaccine yesterday. And I just don't think my body could handle alcohol right now with the way I'm feeling. It's pretty bad. Uh, Um, a lot of people don't have a a bad reaction to dose one, but I'm that person who has a bad reaction to dose one. So, uh,
0: well, I guess I'm drinking for two. Uh,
1: Yes. You're drinking for two tonight, but I I will do my best to make it through without being too boring.
0: (laughs) All right. So what are we talking about tonight?
1: tonight what's up with voter suppression
0: what's going on with it
1: yeah this is a this is a hot topic because it's all the rage talking about voter integrity so we're going to break it down well i'm going to let you kick it off because this was kind of something you were passionate about us talking about this week so what what got you onto the topic of voter suppression um
0: i just think it's it's next in the chain of What's important, um, because we have—I mean, it's not like we have elections coming up right now—but the assault that is going on on our voting process is a very big deal. Because you know, not everywhere in the country has free—not not, uh, not country—not everywhere in the world has free and fair elections, and it's one of the things that's like mm-hmm. as American as apple pie. And you know, it's the way it's being assaulted right now. It might be not what we would hope it would have been when it when voting for everyone mm-hmm. became a thing.
1: It well it's kind of always been a thing though for voter suppression because if you think back to I know just the beginning of this country, you and I identify as two types of people who Couldn't at one point vote. or another until just recently we were deemed as not worthy of voting. I'm a woman, you're a black man, so mm-hmm. basically Till relatively recently, you know, it would be it, it. wasn't seen as a necessity you know, for us
0: to vote. On and on top of that, too, in the inception of it, even if we were to change those things, where neither of us were black and neither and and you weren't a woman, you still couldn't vote because you had to own land, right? And if yes. you didn't own land, there was always it's just, wow, yeah, yes. So
1: so there was always a method of voter suppression. Just in various forms, never really called mm-hmm. that until now, but there were so there were there was always a measure for somebody to be excluded from voting. Yet at the same time, Americans tend to say that we are this free country where everybody can vote. It's really not true. This it's never been true. Never been true. <laughs> it's just never been true. So I'd like to see us get to a point where it is actually true. So maybe this discussion will help us uh, to spread the word on awareness of the fact that we are not in fact letting people vote who should be eligible to vote but also what do we do what do we recognize when voter suppression is happening how do we know that that's what it is
0: since we we started off with going back back to the shack the voting age you know there's a lot of things that has changed over the, since the inception of America in terms of our laws and constitution and voting and whatever. And voting has changed yeah. too. Voting hasn't just been, it's kind of weird. Until you start to learn about something, you kind of just have this general idea that, oh, everybody can vote. If you're American, then you vote. That's your right. And it, and they, they drill it into your head. It's your right as an American. And then people make you feel bad right. too. Like you didn't vote? Well, you're not being a model citizen if you didn't care enough about whatever issues or whatever. But It's never, ever been the situation in America where everyone could just vote freely. That's just never been a thing, as you said before. So so let's start with voting age. What's the issue with that? And when did that start? And when did that change? And what happened to it?
1: Well, it used to be that the voting age was 21. And in the 1970s, there was a public sentiment, especially because a lot of young men aged 18 to 20 were going off to fight in the Vietnam War. Mm. And so the public sentiment eventually got to the point where they said, well, if if I'm 18 years old and I'm old enough to fight for this country, then I should be old enough to elect the people who make the decisions about whether I have to fight, which makes perfect sense. And I'm glad that they put it in those terms and that the public was like, yeah, you're right. So the voting age nationwide was changed to 18. Wow. Nowadays, people see arbitrary limits and who should be able to vote, just like pre-Vietnam. This arbitrary age of 21 mm. was used. Nowadays, I think that we're kind of settling back into that where we have these arbitrary rules of who is allowed to vote, but people aren't seeing it in that light just yet, so.
0: American laws have just always just been arbitrary and, like, it, it'll make, 50% <laughs> of it makes sense. No, I'm serious, because, all right, you just pointed out, you're like, The argument that people use to change this law about voting age is that I'm old enough to fight for this country. So I should be able to vote for whoever is sending me to go fight. Makes perfect sense. So at 18 years old, we send you off with your fresh voting rights to Vietnam. And like, (laughs) you go over there and you're doing your thing, whatever the government and corporation wants you to do. And at night you're like, all right, you know, boom, you do your thing, you have your drink with your buddies and your friends and whatever. And let's say you're one of the lucky guys that get to come back from the war and you come back and, you know, big parade right. in New York and, you know, get to kiss the girl and all that. And it's like, all right, let's go to a bar and drink. Ho ho! hold on there, oh, Private Johnson.
1: Sorry. You
0: can't drink. Yeah. You're about 19 years old. You can vote, you can fight, you can die, but you can't drink. This is me laughing in Canadian. <laughs> 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 ah, I'm telling you, some of them, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, just like they don't, they don't look right. at the rule and be like, right. okay, well, we changed this one, so all these other ones have to change too. Like a, the ramification. Right. They're just like, That's well, we've changed this the one.
1: Due diligence.
0: The end. It's like man yes. thank you for going and fighting it's... i'm gonna drink this beer you need to stay outside
1: and now <laughs> the reverse yeah it's like the reverse is bad this one's bad like it's it's all bad. it's all bad if you're 18 you can go fight and now you can vote but you can't drink <laughs> like, yep. The...
0: yep 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 which
1: it's but so b- back when the drinking age changed, the reason was because too many people in college who weren't mature enough mm-hmm. were getting drunk all the time. Yeah, but there's a, there's a reason there's a reason behind all that. Just making the drinking age 21 doesn't fix the root cause. Yeah, because I, I'm a clue you in people still drink under the age of 21. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, G- so it just doesn't make any sense.
0: So we've we've covered we've covered land gender or sex, um, and I guess race, and then age. Is, mm-hmm. Was there any other thing that you mm-hmm. can remember of in like history in terms of voting where something else had to be ridiculously changed because, I guess I guess mo- removing the land ownership requirement because that couldn't stand.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: any other thing that you could think of?
1: Well, I think that you had mentioned this, um, that voter registration in itself, What do you think
0: about that? What okay, so hmm. voter registration apparently could not have been a thing at the inception of the country. I don't think. I don't think when. How come? I don't. I don't because it's not in the constitution. It's not. There's there's nothing in the constitution about individual voter reg or registering to vote with a city or state or county. There's none of that. So I'm saying that that was not one of the founding fathers intention that you would have to register because if it was their intention mm-hmm. or if it were their intention, it would have been in the constitution. And I love that argument. It's it's one of the most popular arguments in America where you start the argument with, well the founding fathers, it's like hmm, I love where this is going. Every time I hear
1: that <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm like, yep. That's that's I'm, a really good I'm point. In. So
0: so so if we want to be constitute because you know some people are about that if we want to be you know yes. to the letter of the constitution voter registration is unconstitutional cuz it's not in there. Yes. Right. It's not in
1: there. No. You you're right about that. So you're just looking at what were the th- the the constitutionally invoked restrictions on people. I think we covered them yeah. all. I do. Yeah.
0: Now, as far as voter voter registration goes, um a lot of people have this view and I also take this um controversial view, maybe it might be controversial for some people, that voter registration is voter suppression, just is completely, all of it is voter suppression. Um, and the reason is, I mean, there's so many reasons. If you just look at it, it's like, well, you're trying to get some people to not vote. That's what yes. you're doing with the registration. Y- y- so if in doing that, you're trying to right. suppress people's inalienable right or, you know, right as a citizen to vote. And the opposite is so funny because you have other countries that don't have voter registration. They don't. One of them is our friends to the north. I pointed up. That's not that's up.
1: The Canadians that are laughing (laughs) at us. (laughs) Because
0: they don't have voter registration. They don't. And, you know, obviously they have a parliamentary system that's different from ours. But whenever an election is called, they just go vote. Like they show up with a number that is synonymous to our social security number. Like in some countries, like I, I know mm. another country, they call the number the TRN, uh, tax registration number, whatever it is. You yes. have a number that's saying that you belong to this nation. And then, you know, in whatever computer system, they can say either this person is a resident or, or you know, a resident alien or a citizen or a veteran or a whatever, they have that. So when the election is called in Canada, People just show up to the polling station, whatever, and be like, this is my number, and I'm voting for these things or whatever. And it's they it's seamless. Like they don't in other in other countries, election day is a holiday so that everyone can go vote. Like paid. Right. And here all you see is just roadblock after roadblock, starting with registration. I don't see how you could drill into people's heads that it is your right, your biggest right as an American to choose your representative in our government. And the only way you can do that is to vote and then require people to register for that right. That sounds absolutely ridiculous to me.
1: Let me play devil's advocate because I think that the reason that registration could be necessary. Go on. That sets us apart from other countries is because we have 50 different states mm-hmm. and some additional territories that all have different ways of voting, because most of the elections are statewide. Mm-hmm. The only time we vote in the federal level is every four years for president. Yeah, That's it. Everything else is going to be at a statewide level or county level or city level, so I think that registration Maybe some states can stop doing it if they want to, but I don't think we can get to a point of nationalizing the standards of voting because of the fact that we're we're not just we're we're a nation of states. So that's one of the that's one the of the right biggest to set their own problems rules.
0: in this country. And I know people love it and celebrate it, but like I think the I don't know if the bad outweighs the good or if it's equal, but being a nation of fifty different nations is annoying as shit. Yeah, and like. It just just well, it your is, practical yeah. life, your practical life, where it's like you can't look at a situation and be like, this is the law in America. No, it's this is the law in Florida. Stand your ground. This is yes. the law in Michigan. Oh, marijuana is legal. Yes. This is the law in, you know, Missouri or whatever. And it's like, it's so weird. Right. You know what? You know what? You know what? Everyone can attest to this. It makes traveling difficult. It, it does. Yes. I have friends who go to Michigan and just walk in a store and just buy marijuana. The minute that the minute that they enter Ohio on the same highway, just crossing the the line for the for the state, they could be felons
1: if caught. They they are committing a crime <laughs> just by they're, tra- they're transporting down the illegal sub They're transporting illegal substances over state lines. That is a crime. Ay, ay, ay. Ay. Right. So that's the thing. I just want to keep that in mind that it's probably not going to be feasible for us. And I don't think it would be wise for us to nationalize the standards of voting Mm -hmm. when really the only national voting we do is every four years. And in between that every year or several times a year, cities and counties and states have their own elections. So I don't think we can set a standard that will make 50 states elections abide by the rules of something that happens every 4 we, years. I, at I
0: the think I think we can. Level. I think we can. Since um Trump's election Trump's election. I say it like he won. <laughs> but it was his election. Since the 2020 See, election It was his election. He was the only one campaigning. He was the only one, you know, making a big stink while everybody was just waiting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So since the last election, since his election lies and his lies about fraud and integrity or whatever, that has caused a push for over 280 different um, legislations being put forth by state governments and, you know, local governments to get passed. And all of it is centered around the fact that Trump said, there was fraud, there was widespread fraud and whatever. And I'll hasten to remind all of you guys that in about 68, no, 64 court cases were all thrown out because none of them had any standing or any merit. And it was a lot of them were just insulting to people who have put their life, you know, their life's work is the law. And it's like, how dare you come into this courtroom with no evidence and hearsay and just like, you have no respect. Okay, if you don't respect me, respect the court. What is, right. you know, uh, bruh. It was weird. So now I think that we pe- have laws going through, you know, to be passed because of what he said.
1: Yes, and I think that a lot of people were uncomfortable that any of those cases that were dismissed on standing, that we should still look at those cases. Some of those very same cases came back. They were dismissed on standing, but even on evidence, there wasn't enough there. Right. So. The defense from the Trump administration or the Trump campaign, mm-hmm. their actual defense in court was, no, we don't have any evidence, but we would still like to have this case heard. That does not meet the standard of a court case. What, a, what kind of precedent it, would that set? It really set? doesn't.
0: What kind of precedent would be set if a judge actually listened to that? If a judge heard, we have no evidence of what we're talking about whatsoever, but we still want to have a case, and he went, yes. You would be in the history books as the right? biggest dumbass that ever held a gavel in
1: your life. Like <laughs> <laughs> Or they would just be a judge who's been paid off by somebody, which is highly likely. Yeah.
0: But man, it would take a lot though for. That's
1: the way things work.
0: Yeah. It would, it would take a lot though for yeah. somebody to commit to hearing a case where it's just like you have zero evidence and you're in here talking to me. You're ruining my lunch. Like I could have had yeah. a longer lunch. You know, um, a lot of a lot of these, and the weird thing about it is, there are some states um, where a lot of these weird laws are looking favorably to being passed because they are in Republican-controlled yes. states, and mm-hmm. it's, there are this uh, same amount of laws, I suppose, um, being passed in Democrat-controlled states, but there's no fear of them being passed cuz they're just going to be, you know, thrown out or voted against or whatever. But you have a lot of states that are pushing through these voter suppression laws and voter suppression tactics, and I think it is not only reprehensible, I think it's moronic. I mm-hmm. think it is I think it is absolutely Agreed. dumb. And I would like I would like your take on what, 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 the number of these laws and where they're coming from and why?
1: So I think the Republicans have, uh, they're doing what they always do, in which they call something a, a snappy little title that catches people atten- people's attention, regardless of what the underlying evidence actually is. So mm-hmm. they're calling this um, election integrity. Election integrity is something if you take if you listen to those two words, everybody's going to say, yeah, we want election integrity. Mm -hmm. However, what they're actually doing is they're ensuring the whole groups of people who are eligible to vote would vote are not going to have the means to be able to vote after these laws are passed. It is voter suppression point blank, Mm -hmm. no way around it. So as we said earlier, I'm a woman, you're a black man. Until recently, our country said that we were two people who should not be able to vote. Mm-hmm. These are people that, if they even if they should vote, they, they have to clear a ton of hurdles to be able to vote. So thankfully, we have constitutional amendments that say we are in fact worthy of voting, but we still have a lot of these hurdles that we have to jump through to be able to vote. Mm-hmm. So what we see here again are just many hurdles that are being created by the Republican administration under the guise of election integrity, when I I actually want to kind of jump to drawing the distinction between election integrity and voter suppression, because a lot of people hear those two phrases and they, they sound extremely different. Yeah. But there is a connector between the two. So the difference between election integrity and voter suppression is whether you give people a clear path to be able to vote while still abiding by these new laws. So if you give them a way to meet the requirements, Mm -hmm. if there's a new law, then it's not gonna be a a hurdle for people to have to cross. So if you need a new ID, how do we ensure that these people can afford it and have access to obtain it? If we are moving a polling location, how do we notify all the people, give them all the information that they need to get to the new location and ensure that they have transportation to the new location? That is, Are we restricting voting hours? Right, exactly. So are we restricting voting hours? How do we ensure this is not hurting working families or moms or the elderly? Do we have an on-site daycare so that moms can vote? Do we make it a national holiday so that people can fit those into restricted hours? That is the difference between passing a law that is supposed to have election integrity built into it But if you don't give it a path for people to meet those new requirements, what you're ending up with is voter suppression because a ton of people have a new hurdle that they can't get over. They are eligible to vote. They would vote, but now they can't vote. So a real life non-voting example would be if there's road construction. Normally, if a road is blocked off, the city will put up a detour sign so that you know how to get around it and you would still get to your destination. So that's the way to have election integrity. You post detour signs, make sure everybody can get to their destination of voting that day. But in this case of these new voter laws, it's like they're saying, okay, we'll block off this road and we'll only let people with pickup trucks through. For everybody else, you're on your own. No detour sign, no nothing. You're just on your own. So then we got to find our own way Mm -hmm. to get to our destination because they're not providing it for us. And then when people like you and I say, hey, this is creating a an undue burden, and now I can't get to vote, then the, it's like the politicians, the Republicans, are saying, hey, all you gotta do is buy a pickup truck and then you'll yes, be able to vote, yes. man.
0: And that's the thing, anytime there's an argument about yeah. voter registration and voter suppression, whatever, they're like, what's the problem? What is it? Is it so hard to just go get an ID? I have an ID, my father has an ID, whatever, whatever. And it's like, yeah, but, they didn't close the BMVs where you live at the same time that they passed that law. Right. They did that in Jackson yes. County. They, So many recorded cases of that, is They're doing the opposite of what you're suggesting. What you're suggesting is, is good faith, okay. which, which is hilarious in this country. Yes. But it's like, <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's like they passed the law requiring a specific type of ID. And then they closed 32 uh, BMVs or ID, you know, issuing places in the state of Alabama yes. five, six years ago, if I remember correctly, like this actually happened. They literally closed 36, 36 just to, just to, and like all the other places of the people that they wanted as Beth put it with the pickup trucks, they didn't move any of those BMVs. So those are the same people just looking like, right. why don't you just go to the BMV? It's like, where in a neighboring county? Now I got to take off work. Now mm-hmm. I got to like, Wow.
1: Yes. And I have another example in Mississippi. A lot; of These southern states are really good at this, the whole voter integrity thing. Yeah. So they have a law in Mississippi. This is one of the most restrictive in the country to vote absentee in Mississippi, the out the application for voting. The application itself has to be witnessed and signed by a notary. Do you know any notaries or do you even know how to get a notary around here?
0: Yeah, I don't, I'd have
1: to go Google it, but it's, it's not, it's not like, yeah, it's not like we all know how to get a notary or how to get in touch with one or at a moment's notice. So that's a barrier right there. The application to vote absentee has to be signed by a notary. Then, then it doesn't even stop there. When you get your ballot, Mm -hmm. it also has to be signed in front of a notary or a U.S. postal supervisor or a postmaster. That person has to administer an oath to you as you sign your ballot, wow. fold it up, and then they issue an oath to you, and then you can sign and you can send in your ballot. It
0: sounded like it. This is this is absurd. After after they after you're done with that ballot, you got to roll it up and then seal it with fucking wax and your family's emblem, right? and then send this it is- off by carrier pigeon. Like
1: what the fuck? Right. <laughs> right. This is Mississippi absentee voting because they really. Let's think about the types of people who would have access to a notary. If this happened in our state, yeah. I would be able to go find a notary. I I would be able to work it around my work schedule because I have a flexible type mm-hmm. of schedule with my work that I can go take a break and come back. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Not everybody has access to these things, so I'd be lucky. I'd be able to get around these restrictions. but. That, that's not the point. I'm the type of person that they would want to vote, so <laughs> they wouldn't See, care. That's what I
0: was th- about those barriers for me. That is what I was thinking about. So there, yeah. there's a saying that is dear to people like me, and it's a very old saying. It, it goes, when you're loose translation, when you're digging a hole for quote for someone, dig two, one for that person <laughs> and one for you, because. Oftentimes, yes. when you're laying a trap for someone, you lay it so well that you walk right into that fucking trap yourself. When they're right. like, they're looking at these sections of the populations. All right, let me give you an example. Um, Apparently, this big <laughs> push for black voters in Georgia was this thing on Sundays called Souls to the Polls. So people would go to church. Souls to the polls. Yeah, yep. they go to church, get their praise on, you know. And then after that, they you know get in a bus yes. or whatever, and all the souls were going gonna go vote. We're gonna go do our civic duty and vote. And um, so what Georgia did, Georgia decided we stop in all Sunday voting. That's it. It's all right now. What
1: I saw that, and I need I, I immediately started shaking my head. Like, like, oh
0: no! Yeah. So it's not. It's it's, it's it's you know. So they can look at the demographics data and say you know okay a lot of black people are voting on sunday if we're trying to vote or suppress the black mm-hmm. vote then let's stop sunday voting but the issue is it's data of that sort is not zero sum it's not 100 uh-huh. black people that vote on sunday do you have a bunch right. of white people that go to various churches or have various things that they have to do in the week or whatever, that vote on Sunday. So let's just say it's an overwhelming majority that black people vote on Sundays in Georgia. Let's say 85%. Yeah. You now have 15% of white and or other people who also vote on Sunday. In trying to make this trap for black people, you just screwed 15% of the people you want to vote for you. And I don't know why <laughs> the people right. don't stop that. That doesn't make any... That's so dumb. It's like because
1: they have because they have the means. They have the means to to vote elsewhere on no, a different day. See,
0: here's the thing. So, and this I love using Georgia as an example because Stacey Abrams, shout out to Auntie Stacey, she did a tremendous oh, job yes. with that. Right. So what she did was she looked yeah. at the math, and she was just like, "All right, they expect a hundred percent of these people to succumb to this voter suppression tactic." And so we're gonna lose 85% mm-hmm. of the black vote in this area. And we'll 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 pay the cost of losing the 15% white. We'll we'll will we'll eat that cost, no problem. And then Stacy comes in and Stacy goes, Hey, all 85% of y'all. I got a way for you guys to get around this. Follow me. I'm going over here. And then all 85% went. So all that happened was they lost their 15%.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> God, I love That's that woman. <laughs> She's so I know. Good. She's amazing. She is a queen. <laughs> oh, my God. But she knows that you got to meet people where they are. Yeah. You've got to meet people where they are. We all have a world that we wish were in existence, where this kind of thing didn't happen. But the reality of the situation is very dire. Yeah. And that we can't stop Republicans from putting up restrictions for people voting. It's not going to stop as long as they're in power. The only way that they can stop is to get them out of power, but you can't get them out of power because they won't stop suppressing the vote.
0: You know what the funny part is, though? So you
1: got to beat them at their own game. You know what the
0: funny part is, though? They are. All right. They're like, I hate this analogy, but they're like the student in college that puts more effort into trying to cheat than just fucking studying. Yes. Like, like, yes. just study. Yes. If you would just study, you could just pass the exam and be done. Instead of all of these maneuvers, right? because they have no policy. Like, if you grab any conservative person right now and be like, "All right, what is the biggest policy issue that Republicans are trying to push through to benefit people or government or whatever? Give it to me. Tell me what it is right now." Build a wall. Like, what? What? what they got nothing. So, I guess the crisis at the border oh. is. Oh, the brown people are coming to get us, All right, anyways, so they have no policy. And my thing is, instead of putting out 280 different documents of law, proposed law, to try to get passed, to stop X, Y, Z people from voting so that you can have a chance to win, how about all y'all get together in like a round table and be like, what kind of policy can we pass to benefit the people who are voting for us consistently and they would be happy about it and live better lives and feel good about the fact that they elected us and we succeeded at this and so our chances for being reelected would be higher let's go
1: so you mean so you mean you want them to become democrats <laughs> because that's what, that's what Democrats do. <laughs> wow. They actually do hold round tables and they ask what kind of laws would benefit people. Now, I don't agree with all the laws that they want to pass. But all I'm saying is, while the Republicans are out pushing rhetoric into, into the media yeah. that gets people riled up for no reason, the Democrats are the ones that are actually talking to voters and asking what's important to them, like $15 minimum yeah. wage. And all that kind of shit. That's so the thing. I don't. I don't really want. to. If you want them to start thinking about policy, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I don't. I don't really want to turn this
0: into like a a, a a Democrat versus Republican type of thing. But it. Uh, but it is the Republicans that are pushing voter suppression, and that's what we're talking about. So there's no way to. I avoid actually have it. an
1: example of Democrats doing it. I do have really? an example of Democrats doing turn it. Up. So you're right. It's not just Republicans. Yeah. Yes. Give me the example. What is it? You want it? me to go yeah, there? Go. Okay. So it kind of goes into a a, a different um, a different discussion about runoff elections. Mm-hmm. So we had you and I had a a conversation. I don't remember when it was, but it it was not on one of these podcasts. It was when we were trying to record one of these. So not a recorded segment, but we were talking about runoff elections. And. And I had mentioned that this was a form of voter suppression, Yeah, which was something you'd never thought about before. Oh, but I remember. Asked, it was a
0: Georgia runoff with Warnock and Ossoff.
1: Yeah, Georgia runoff. We were, yeah, we were talking about that. And I, I said, why isn't anybody talking about the fact that runoff elections in itself is a way to suppress the black vote? So if you have a runoff election, what this means is in that state, they have a rule that says if you if a candidate doesn't if a candidate gets a majority of votes but doesn't reach fifty percent, you have to have a runoff between the person at the top and the next one running mm-hmm.
0: up. And George is one so, of them.
1: On its face, George is one of them. On its face, they had a runoff election because they said, "Oh well, <laughs> the candidates that's supported by the black voters got a majority of the votes. Well, we want to do-over." because we think that if we can combine the votes of the the other runners up, that that will surpass who the black people want. That is why they have runoff elections. And during that conversation, you had said, I'd be interested to know which states have this. Well, my friend, I do have the list. (laughs) Wow, this is good. So runoff elections, for any time a candidate doesn't get above 50%. Mm -hmm. Now there are, George is one of them, it's not on this list because they're actually doing this for a, a subset of, votes but i'm going by statewide Yeah. statewide elections in alabama <laughs> for the primaries they have a runoff arkansas for the primaries they have a runoff actually let me say let me put georgia in here because you know the general election they do have a runoff louisiana for mm-hmm. statewide offices yeah. like governor mississippi in the general election do you see a pattern here i'm just
0: waiting for you oklahoma, to get the oklahoma. in the um, primary come on oh, thank you
1: what the fuck? South that's my, that's my South go-to Carolina for in the primaries. <laughs> yeah. So South Carolina in the primaries. Texas, primaries. Now here's mm-hmm. where the difference is, and this is where Democrats do this. Vermont, st- for statewide offices like governor, and mm-hmm. Washington state. So of that list of all those states, two of them are Democrat run, and the rest are usually Republican. How many, With the exception of Georgia man, now. No, ain't no so black people living why Vermont. did I mention But here's the thing, it's it's not not a black-white issue in that instance. It's the fact that the primary controlling party Mm -hmm. wants to suppress the opposing party from getting enough votes to win. So in states like Vermont, in in Vermont and Washington State, if a Republican candidate gets the majority but not 50%, it's a chance for a do-over so that all the people that voted for the Democratic candidates can now combine forces and get more than fifty percent in the runoff election. Oh, so if so, there's, if yes, there's more than if there's
0: more than one for more than one nominee from each party, I guess it's not nominee at low lower levels, huh? You can have like three no. Democrats running for the same position. Well, if
1: it's well if it's a primary, mm. if it's a primary, you can have multiple candidates, and then in the general, it's, it's typically yeah. two parties running: Democrat, Republican. But a lot of these states that I mentioned were they had the runoffs in the primaries. Mm-hmm. So that there are prob- there could be two candidates or there could be 16 candidates. Yeah, it's a primary. So then it that's supposed to whittle it down to one. So really, it's a way of keeping black people from holding office, because if you have a black candidate, they they might get 47 percent of the vote. Mm-hmm. And then if it's a primary, especially, you could have two Republican candidates running against the black Democrat. Yeah. Black Democrat gets 47 percent overall. And but they still don't win. It's a do-over. Now all the people that voted for the white candidates, they combine forces and now they're more than forty seven percent. So the black candidate doesn't win. That is exactly why it's voter suppression. But again, the Democrats do it too, because in Vermont and Washington yeah, state, yeah. they want the Democrats to remain in control. So they're gonna say if there's any candidate who's gonna be coming up against the Democrat, we want them to just be if they if they get mm-hmm. No, not a majority, but, but close so they don't it. get fifty percent, but they get and but they but they get more than everybody else. We we don't want well, the Republican to win, so we'll just combine forces. All the Democrats run against them again. It's voter suppression. The voters chose a winner, point blank. They chose a winner, mm-hmm. and the state says, "Yeah, we That's don't like thing. who you chose, you know, so we're going to do a do You know,
0: we had another podcast recently, and I don't, I, I think, I think it was the one about the um the Stimmy bill. And at the end, you were saying that people just, you know, need to get informed. And if they, whatever ID that they need to go get, go get it right now, don't wait until the election time or just election go get or whatever. it now. Because that's the thing, you can try to suppress the vote all you want, but like I said before, when you're digging a hole, dig too, because it's it's gonna affect everyone in some way. So the, yes. the thing, and I go back to Stacey Abrams being so awesome, it's like, you can't suppress people who've decided to be resilient it's impossible yes because if the if 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 you have if you have left a way for me to vote i i got it as 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 the as the culture would say i bet all right cool man whatever
1: set set your set your
0: laws oh i gotta get the id three weeks before voting no problem i set my alarm
1: that's all it is that's the thing A lot of people don't know how to do that. And that's why it's important for organizers to be part of the discussion and say, okay, let's organize these groups to get what they need. And that's why I say start now if you're, if there's some nationwide ID requirement that comes out, I say, okay, not what I want to do, but I will do it and I will take swarms of people with me to do it too. Mm -hmm. If you're going to require this, then I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Hey, that reluctantly. The, the, stuff, the stuff that yeah. you're talking
0: about has been attacked by voter suppression. In that same goddamn state of Georgia, they made it illegal for you to like drive a bus to like a nursing home and like take, you know, 60, however yes. many people can fit on a bus, 30, 35 people, to a polling station, have them vote and then bust them back. Apparently, that's illegal. Yep. Dude, these people just don't want people to vote. And you know what? Hey, they're true. Yes. The funny thing is, I like I said, I got I got some ideas for the opposite of that, and I might just, you know what? We'll just add that to the to the extended footage in Patreon. Um, you're gonna love it because there's a way to fix this completely in every country in the world. It's because because oh, yeah, yeah, and and the premise is very simple. More people have smartphones than have drinking water. Sad statistic. Very sad statistic. But voting through smartphones anyways that's off topic i'm gonna get to it later you're gonna be like oh wow this is so easy and i'm like yeah it's already done yeah so most ridiculous of this voter suppression laws that you've heard of i want to find out what which one you think is the most ridiculous or most egregious I don't get to use that word often in a sentence. Uh, does it with... have to
1: be one of the new laws that are coming out or can it be just a law in existence?
0: As long as it's in existence. If it's already struck down, we can't use it. So which is the most ridiculous that you heard?
1: No, I think the one that I recited earlier from Mississippi with the two notaries, that is just the biggest, mm-hmm. the, oh my God. Like that's so fucking stupid. I. I, I oh my God. So stupid. So, there's no reason that somebody should have to have two different notaries in order to prove who they are just so they can vote by mail. Oh,
0: and not only that, <laughs> it's, it's two different not just two notarizations, two different notaries. Yeah, wow, y'all, wild. And Mississippi exactly. got problems.
1: That's the worst. That's
0: Mississippi or Alabama?
1: It is the worst.
0: Mississippi. Mississippi. Okay, so yeah. Just I'm not I'm not telling you the most ridiculous one I've heard yet. Just to follow up with what you're saying, there's a similar one in Georgia because I was looking through all of them trying to find which one was most ridiculous since I was uh-huh. planning on asking you. But there's one in Georgia that simple, sim not similar, simple, similar <laughs> to that one in Mississippi, where mm-hmm. if you're doing absentee ballot, you have to send in two different photocopies of your state id and like social security and whatever so you no no yeah state id because it has a picture so the first time like when you when you're filing when you send in it's like a back and forth it's like a relay walkie-talkie system so you send in this bunch of information right and then they verify it and send you the ballot and then you fill out the ballot and then (sighs) you have to go photocopy your id and whatever again and then put that all together and then send it back to them. And then they'll, you know, count your your ballot. If if your signature is perfect and match what they have on file for your signature, that's also another one added into that. But that's the thing. So now you're going to have to find two photocopying services. Like who you know have a photocopier inside their house? No, I
1: mean, some rich Families might, yeah, but yeah, no, the, not where, where, the you, where you walk Joe in, and, where you walk in,
0: and the office is on the on the left. Yeah, they might have a, a mm-hmm. copy machine with with the French doors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that that's the thing. It's like it's like so so they've made it harder for any of the people who they want to Regular vote person. for them, and by trying to make it yeah. hard for the people who don't, who they assume won't vote for them, and I think that's absolutely ridiculous, right? So. The most ridiculous one I saw, which I can't even like. I, I've I've struggled with trying to figure out how to make it make sense. Like if it was a conservative talking point, how could they sell it to me as making sense? In Georgia, okay. I'm, it I'm is intrigued. Now a, it is now a misdemeanor if you are caught giving water or food to anybody who is standing in the line to vote, straight up.
1: With all the problems (laughs) we have in this world, that's the one that they want to go with. They want to make it a misdemeanor to give food or water to somebody standing in line. Dude, it sounds like some shit out the Constitution.
0: It sounds like, you know, if if you've given food or aid to the enemy, you know what (laughs) what I mean? If if, if you've given comfort, food or aid to the enemy. you will have a misdemeanor. You
1: mean you're tired, you're poor. Yeah,
0: no, no. The
1: Lady Liberty has got to change, oh got to change what she says on her little bronze so, statue. So, so
0: <laughs> no, so so I'm thinking about all of these stupid ways where like, let's say, you know, you pull up to the thing and your family's there and you got, you know, Papa or, you know, Daddy in the line and he's holding the line for Papa people, whatever. And you guys are in the car because there's air conditioning lines moving slowly, whatever, you're just like, yo, bring this bottle of water for dad. And he's like, all right, cool. And son runs out there. Hey, dad, is like, whoa, officer pulls up. Hey, is that a bottle of water? <laughs> You're under arrest, sir, for violation of, you know, state code, whatever the fuck. Like, bruh, water? <laughs> In America,
1: and it's so There's funny. There's only one element that you missed in that story. There's only one element you missed: guns drawn Gun. with those officers when they show up. Man. Guns drawn,
0: because it's like it's like you you get this whole thing that's sold like, oh, this is the land of the free, and you know whatever. You are not free in Georgia to give right. somebody a bottle of water in the line if they're voting. Like, what kind of freedom?
1: What? That's insane. I can't. I. Can't. And the, the and let's let's talk about the reason that that's happening. Let's it, to me the most egregious thing is that they're not trying to address the root cause of what's what's requiring people to need food and water. So everybody's like, let's just make it a a, a misdemeanor yeah. to so that they can't get food and water. Well, why are people standing in line for eight fucking hours trying to vote yeah. because they keep closing down polling locations, yep. closing down BMVs, making it impossible for people to, to be able to get in and out of voting, uh, uh easily. So they stand in line for eight to 10 hours and yes, they're going to be hungry. They're going to be tired. They're going to be thirsty. Well, now, And so rather w- what they would, they would like to illegal. say, well, now it's illegal. So, so rather than addressing why lines are long in the first place, they're going to make stupid laws based on long lines. Man. doesn't make any sense to me. That's stupid. That's that's a, a good choice for the stupidest log.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the most ridiculous. All right, so. Oh, ben,
1: this makes me so angry. I know,
0: I can tell. Yes. But before you get angry, because we're trying to have a good time. That's the whole point of this. We're having a good time. We got drinks. We got politics. I know. Before things start to get out of hand, um, can you help by telling us what to do to get around all of these suppressive laws.
1: Yes, so we were briefly talking uh, offline about HR1 because that's really gonna be the fix. I mentioned earlier the difference between uh, election integrity and voter suppression is whether you give people a clear path Mm -hmm. to meet these new requirements without a burden. So HR1, which is called the short title is the For the People Act of 2021. I'm reading this off my phone, so that's why I'm looking down right now. But this is a law that, or sorry, a bill that has passed the House waiting in the Senate. But it's a a method of trying to address some of these issues with voting laws and registration and all that kind of stuff to make it feasible to have voter integrity. So we know that these laws are being passed in certain states because, again, this is a federal law. This uh, this bill is a federal act, mm-hmm. but it has to deal with the repercussions of fifty different state laws that are impacting people's ability to vote. So HR one would address things like requiring the availability of the internet for people to be able to register to vote. So if we're going to have laws in fifty different states that are going to make it harder for people to register, yeah. Let's remove one of those barriers right now. If you if you can register online, let's make sure everybody has Internet access. Uh, the provision of election information to by electronic mail to individuals registered to vote. So making sure that if you are registered, that you have an email sent to you with all of your information confirming that you're registered, making sure that you know where you're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty good. Prohibiting states from requiring applicants to provide more than the last four digits of their social security number. It says, hey, 50 different states. There's no reason that you should require more than just the four, last four digits. You know what the full number is. So if you're going to require those digits, don't, don't do something that's egregious. Uh, report on any data that's collected of these people who are registering. Mm-hmm. Permitting your voter registration application to form or form to serve as an application for an absentee ballot. So if you're registering to vote, you can also be registering for an absentee ballot at the same time. So again, this is just the, the means to bridge that gap to make sure that if these laws are going into place, those laws are not going to overstep their bounds into voter suppression. I think it's a pretty good measure. I haven't read the whole thing all the way through. That's usually my thing, but I haven't done it in this case. <laughs> uh, but I think that's a good way for us to get to the, the place of making sure that if a new law is enacted, that it's not going to create a hurdle for the average voter and negatively impact people of color.
0: And as we always say, read the bill. You're not gonna know what's read in it. Read the bill. Or if you like it or not, we will right link it up. you read the bill. So bad. How did these? People we will link affect? it
1: up. All right, so you can reach us on Facebook or Instagram at mixed.politics, On Twitter at mixed politics one or you can send us an email at mixedpoliticspod at gmail.com. And we will have show notes that will have all these things there for you. I will also link up the the uh, HR1 so you can begin to read the whole thing. And uh, we also have a Patreon. I'm gonna let Staney tell you about that.
0: We have a Patreon and we have had a lot of, by our standards, subscribers and we appreciate you all. Uh, we had a recent new subscriber I think the newest is uh, Rayon Ralston, big time lawyer out of California. Wanna shout him out and thank him for supporting our channel. Um, You can find us at patreon.com slash mixed politics. And there's a lot of stuff there for you. There's gonna be extra footage of this show, just like there are of all the other shows that we've done. Wow, we're at five, so six in total. That's crazy. So there's bonus footage. There's extra footage. There's bloopers. There's there's stuff. Oh, <laughs> there's, there's fun, fun stuff.
1: You might even get to hear about my uh, first vaccine.
0: Yeah, there's there's all of that, and there's merch. So depending on the level that you sponsor us at, we will send you a nice hoodie like this. Or Beth can show you merch. her shirt. Hey, yes, it's hot. So you, you can are. get one. You can get one of the apes like Thanks. I'm wearing um sent to you or you can you know be a member of our show and have one of these panels instead of just us two you'll be right next to us over there or over here or have dinner and drinks with us and you know go crazy maybe we'll make one of these podcasts together a whole blooper reel but that's where you can find us patreon.com slash mixed politics to so all you apes that have stuck it out so far we thank you for being here with us and we appreciate you love you and we love the feedback man i'm, I'm learning so much about myself and this and everything so keep them coming negative and positive yes. i like the haters too because if you ain't got no haters yes. you ain't popping so i want to pop <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna cheers with your Sounds water
1: good yeah well so here's my little water container here it's a it's a christmas tumbler (laughs) my friend jen made this so
0: i drank for two (laughs) people all right let's go three two one and cheers (laughs) i think we survived that we had a lot of material